Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, CC, and welcome all to our weekly podcast, The Current View, Then and Now, with the order bills for Mr. Terry Curran, part 79 tonight, sir. Yep, as I say, time flies by, and we sure know it does, because it, it doesn't seem too many since we started these podcasts. It doesn't. We always start, or we often start, with our magic moment. So, what have you sourced for us, TC, this week? Well, I didn't know we were starting with the magic moment. There is one. I'm trying to think of the goal I, I, I saw scored this week by one of the low teams. It'll come to me in a, in a, in a little minute. But uh, you give it, give us yours, and I'll I'll try and remember the one I was thinking of. Okay, okay. You're sounding a bit distant. Uh, what's the scenario with your uh, your phone? Is it okay? Yeah, it's okay. It's just I've got a bit of a cold. Oh, right. So, okay. Right, well, my magic moments, TC, this week. Um, Callum Robinson's goal, although I could have picked any of the goals, but he's his first goal for West Bromwich Albion in their magnificent 5-2 away oh, win at Chelsea. Two, there were two great goals. Oh, there. yeah, but I, I just love the way that... <laughs> The volley, the side foot, just put his foot on it and bang. Didn't need to lever it, just as you always say, pace and place. Pace and place. Pace and place. The, so is that, Kevin, Kevin De Bruyne a pass, oh. which split Leicester's defence. I've watched it and watched it and watched it. I've, I've looked at it again tonight. And like a fine wine, it gets better in time. And uh, Trent's cross uh, versus Arsenal for one yeah. of the smallest players on the pitch, uh, Diogo Jota, to head past the lapless Arsenal defence. Yeah, well, I tell you, mine's going to come to me now. It's Patterson's for Sheffield Wednesday. Right. The ball what um, Palmer hit outside of his foot and the volley uh, in the 5 0. Win over, um, I think it was a second goal against uh, Cardiff. Yeah. You know, Bannon plays a ball out to him, uh, to um, Palmer. Palmer controls it and hits it outside of his foot. And Patterson, boom, get in. Great, great football, great goal. But you, you know, I saw those. I mean, I watched, I watched uh, West Brom and uh, Manchester City. Yeah. And I told you, didn't I? Uh, yeah. Not told you, I put I put on my Facebook. I'm not a Sam Allardyce lover, but I'm not against any English coach. Yeah. I give credit where credit's due. And I tell you what, they played some marvellous football in West Brom. Marvellous. Pray, and I pray and I praise Sam Allardyce. I said, you know, uh, what did I put? And I want to and I want to praise Sam Allardyce because mm. the football that his team played. Well, as good as anything I've seen, Man- Manchester City. I know it was a, for a short period of, uh, period of time, but that those little incidents, those two goals, they, they were fabulous, and they were just done more than that. There were, there were some some of the football, and I know Chelsea only had ten men. Because yeah. what anybody says, mm. nine times out of ten you do, but you'd always get the odd freak thing, uh, and they're capable, they're big club because they have got quality in them. Yep. But the football that West Brom played. Did you watch the game, uh, Gabby? I watched most of it. I didn't watch all because I was working on uh, on Saturday, um, you know, so I, I, I did see a bit know, of it. You know, when I see when I see teams play like that, and I see, you know, I, I have a soft spot for West Brom. I, I used to love love playing there. Mm. You know, and w- when I look at that uh, football they played, and I thought, you know, if they play like that, I'd li- I'd like them to keep up, and that includes some other guys because. Yeah. I want to watch that type of football. Yeah. And it is opinions, and mm. if Sam wants to play his way, that's okay. Mm. But I'm entitled to my opinions, and I don't like that type of football, you know. 
But if you play, yeah, I'd sooner have the long ball than I'd sooner I'd sooner watch the long ball game than yeah. the sidewards and backwards. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That does drive me twist that. But what does drive me around the twist is when you actually can play like that and you got players like that, and yeah, okay, Chelsea did have a player sent off. But in the two games that Albion this season have played against Chelsea, Chelsea have only picked up one point. They had the 3-3 mm. draw at the Hawthorns when they were 3-0 up the Albion. So yep. Albion and, and Callum Robinson, I think he only scores against Chelsea, which is quite incredible, really, because you think, well, if you can do, if you can perform like that, Home and away against Chelsea. I'm sure that you can do that against other teams. Well, I watched both them games, yeah. and this is uh, this is my my intake of it mm-hmm. or my take of it. I thought the first game were poor. Yeah. In the sense that Chelsea, we're playing bottom at league West Brom. Yeah, yeah. We'll make a few changes. Yeah. And we'll we'll we'll, we'll pick up three points anyway. Yeah. And we're sloppy, wasn't they in possession? Right. And that's how I looked at it. Yeah. The second this game on Saturday. Right. Chelsea go one nil up. Yeah. I'm to get a man sent off. But the the football that West Brom did yeah. throughout the game. Mm. You know, first half, you know, but second half they really dominated and they play, they got the ball down and they countered attack like like all the top elite teams when they do counter attack with that quick tempo you know. I mean the movement uh, for the first goal were absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Quick boom 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 back in there mm. and you know Robinson stuck it in the the uh, kid who Yuki ranting and raving about at West Brom great player what they call him Portuguese lad Um, I mean I don't rant and rave about him but you, are you on about Pereira Pereira yeah yeah I think he I think he's Brazilian isn't he is that what he is yeah I, I mean plays, he, he played really really well in yeah, he, I mean, he does get the uh, the rave reviews at the Albion, and and certainly if the Albion do get relegated, some Premier League team is going to take him because because he is a player. You're absolutely right. And he, 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 no disrespect to West Brom because, like I say, I, I've always liked West Brom as a club. Mm. I always like, you know, I've always they've always played some good football when when I was a kid. When I say a kid, you know, fifteen or sixteen. Yeah. You know, uh, but if if they do get Relegated. I'd like to see him with a at least a middle of a table team than, mm. than, than playing in a struggling team. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, when you do play in a struggling team, and then you have a manager that you know plays with tactics that are relatively boring, you, yeah. it don't suit you. It's a complete yeah. waste of time. I tell well, you another side TC that I've got to mention, and a player that I have to uh, talk about in this magic moments, uh, Emi Buendia. For uh, for Norwich City, I love the way that Norwich City play, and that kid is an absolute artist. They are far too. I mean, they at times last night they were brilliant. Yeah, and I mean brilliant. I mean, those people were poor. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, we, I tried to analyse the game, me not, you know, so well, but they made them look poor. Yeah. Norwich, they're far too good for that championship. Yep. They're just not not strong enough yet for the for the Premier League. Mm. You know now time you know. Time will tell when they go up this. Have they learnt anything from that? You know, because mm. I, I like the manager. I yep. do like the manager. Same he, you know, he's not. He hasn't got a ship on his shoulder. He likes to play football, mm. and he took it to the Premier League. I mean, <clears throat> I thought they may have survived me. Yeah. Uh, they didn't do, but I mean, they've come back. As you know, as, as well as I know, I mean, Watford may go still go up, mm. but um, it's the most difficult thing once you've been relegated because. You've been losing and losing and losing. You don't know how to win. That's what yeah. people don't look at. Yeah. When these teams drop out of the Premier League, they think, oh, well, they've got the players to come back up. No. Mm. They've had a mindset of playing a certain way. So when they've got to go out and attack, yeah. sometimes they either freeze or they're really not capable of doing it anyway because, you know, um, the manager's philosophy has been to, to defend more than it is to attack. And then mm. when they try to attack, maybe are they nervous? Maybe they're not good enough to, to be able to do that. So it's it's one of the hardest things to do, dropping out of the Premier League and trying to come up as, as all these big clubs, you know, Sheffield Wednesday for years, Leeds for years, Sunderland up and down like a bloody yo-yo. Mm. West Brom up and down like a yo-yo. I mean, Norwich again, like now, but... They look, they look because they won the league the uh, 
two seasons ago convincingly easily mm. and they've done the same again so they're far too strong for that league um, I think it needs a couple of really top good defenders two yeah. central defenders and I think you know they'd be fine it's the two boxes isn't it and I think they need extra help for uh, for, for Pukey up front as well because last season they early doors did hit the ground running and they they mullered Manchester City uh, mm. at Carrow Road and you look and you think hang on a minute but they they consistently then missed chances and gave away sloppy goals so the Achilles heel was in both boxes last year for I Norwich City it's a, it's a good point uh, but strength in depth they don't really have no they don't I mean they got tanked up at Liverpool when I've said tanked and you know they created a lot of chances up at Liverpool yeah they did you know when Liverpool won the league they created a lot of chances yeah and and people went well they've left themselves open hang on a bit Liverpool won the league that year Liverpool proved you know what a good team uh, they were Mm. or they turned out to be Uh, but Norwich weren't afraid to go and attack them because you've got to try and win but yeah. you've got to be able to concentrate when you haven't got the ball and don't make silly mistakes. Yeah. Because I would I want to play attacking football, but I understand clearly, you know, what you don't do, you know, because if we can score more than them, that, that that's never going to work. Mm. That's never, ever going to work. Mm. You know, I mean, if you've got the top players in and you concede certain goals in certain games, you'll, you'll get away with it, but you're not going to get away with it over a, what is it, uh, 18, 36 games a season. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, it's like with Liverpool, isn't it? You can't play that high-tempo, high-pressing all the time. You are going to eventually burn yourself out. You've got well, to... That's, when, that's a great point, that, Gabby. That's when the manager's got to know, yeah. got to know, you know, when and where, when to bring other players in. Because certain players will burn out. I will guarantee you. That's a great point what you just said that. Sorry for interrupting you. Let's talk about our topics of the week. Um, You posted up a a clip from a recent TalkSport interview with Sean Costis of The Sun, who was eulogising about Declan Rice. I did listen to it partially. And he did say that with the injury to Declan Rice, he was a bit concerned because he doesn't know when he's going to be back. And Declan Rice, next to Harry Kane, is the most important player for England. I then turned it off because I couldn't believe what I was listening to. But I do think it's the English disease. We love players that run around. And in my opinion, if you have... Holding mid play, midfield players like Declan Rice and Henderson or any of the permutation to sitting, holding midfield players, you are not going to win nothing because you're not going to be creative enough. And that's the English disease. You're never ever going to be... Look, that used to annoy me. I mean, in Sheffield Wednesday, when people turned around and said, you know... Um, when he wants to, he can play. When you're playing with, when you're playing with ordinary players, yeah. it's easy to mark yeah. two, or, two or three players out of the game mm. in one team. But when you're playing with great players, it's not that easy. Because mm. when, you, when you're playing in the great teams, you know, you've got great players. And certain players will be thinking, well, I don't go mark him again. Do the, but it's not only that, it's, it's when you've got the ball. Yeah. Now, when he came out with that statement, mm. but if you'd listened to it all, I don't know if you did listen to it all, but he came out with the other side of it. You know, uh, I liked, it's a good interviewee. And I'm thinking, wow. But you see the press, some of the press get play, players into team. Of course they do. Right? And, and then they don't slaughter the manager. If managers go against them, mm. then, the, the, then they will slaughter the manager. You know it, I know it, yeah, yeah. they know it. Yeah. You know, now, let me tell you, uh, again, I, I take this back because I, it's poor English and I don't mean to be rude when I say, let me tell you. Yeah. You know, I don't know how to put it in a, in a, in a, in a better way. But what I'm trying to say is, if you're going to play with two older midfield players, you are 100% right what you said. Mm-hmm. Where is the cra- 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 
say it for me, Gabby. Creativity. There's none. Creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, where we're going to get it from? If we're going to play Calvin, because by the way, that's how he's going to start. I think. Hundred percent. Because the first game they don't want to lose. No, hundred percent. Two old people. You don't want to lose. Mm-hmm. Everybody else. When I say everybody else, certain certain nations are the same. But the bigger league clubs will try and win the first game. Yeah. So we've got no creativity in there. If we had a Gerard in there, eighteen, thirteen, forty-yard passes, we all go, "Wow, what a mm-hmm. ball!" Yeah. When you see De Bruyne, yep, playing twenty-five yard passes on the floor, mm-hmm. splitting defenders wide open. Yeah. That's what I call football. Absolutely. That's what I call football. Yeah. I, I've seen Rangers play, Glasgow Rangers play, and I'm very impressed how Gerard has set them up mm. and the football is trying to play. So that's our mentality. There's nobody wants England to do well more than me. There is nobody wants the English coaches to do well more than me. No, nobody. Mm. But I see what they're doing. When they try and play when they try and play out from the back, you know, I can see that they don't know how to coach it. Yeah. And they've got people in in the team. Instead of fetching midfield players to play in certain areas, what's good on the ball, mm. we don't. You know, the body shape, when the, when the goalkeepers go it, you can see the full, the, 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 when it's a full backs, wing backs, whatever you want to call them, you know, they don't want the ball, so they're facing the wrong way in first, in and, first place. And same as our central midfield players. Yeah. They're, they're hiding. But you can't coach, you can't coach box-to-box midfield players. You can't coach them. Mm. Because their first thought is what? One is to hit it long, and the other one is to chase it. Yeah. Right? So people just pass around you. Yeah. And after, choose how fit you are, after a certain length of period, you're going you're gonna to burn your energy up. Yeah, of course you are. And then, when you come into these big countries to play in big tournaments, you've got another disadvantage, which is the eat. And if you can't keep the ball, and I don't mean keep the ball sideways and backwards, because I'd sooner watch the long ball. I'd sooner watch a long ball yeah. game than, than, than sideways and backwards. Mm. You know, I'm on about tempo, sp- uh, split split defensive passes. Yep. You know, people walk and run with the ball. Yep. You know, and not giving the ball away cheaply. Absolutely. You know, and it's not rocket science. It's a proven fact that our way does not work no. in World Cups and European Championships. Well, we haven't won nothing since 1966. Liverpool played a different football. Nottingham Forest played a different football yeah. than what the majority of English English national team play. No, absolutely. Good. Well, they play a different type of football. Liverpool played the ball on the floor. Of course they didn't they play played the best the players. The they play the best players in this country. <laughs> At international level. Oh, by the way, we don't. just interrupt on that. Of course. Not only do they play the best players, yeah. or they have best players, mm. they have the best managers. We've never had a good yeah. manager who's played for England. No. Uh, for England. Brevi was absolutely fantastic, and that Leeds United is one of the best football teams I've ever seen. Absolutely. Right? It comes to an international level, you know, you don't want to pick certain players. Mm. Weird. You know, we, we, we appoint Sam Allardyce as a manager. He went there long, but that's irrelevant. We appoint that type of man. What, what are they going to win then? Nothing. Nothing. No, because the, the, their, their philosophy of football is we will not concede, we will not get beat, we'll try and grind out a, a result, we'll work hard, we'll run around, we'll run faster than you. <laughs> Look, that that's all well and good all running and, and doing all that if you're an athletics team. But if you're a football team, you need to be able to pass the ball. I was just saying to Tom earlier while I was watching Bayern Munich, when them Bayern Munich defenders get the ball or the midfield player gets the ball, you watch his first thought, play the ball forward and attack the space. Attack the space, attack the space. I watch our players, the first thing that they want to do is play the ball sideways or backwards. They've got no intention of attacking space. In fact, one of the few English defenders that does attack the space is uh, is Maguire. I like the way he attacks yeah. the space. I mean, sometimes he and does he run into trouble. From our pundits, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, I, I I I like players that are confident on the ball and want to attack the space. Because what happens when you attack the space? Somebody will come into that space. As soon as they come into that space, you're either going to drop your shoulder and take it round them, or you're going to pass it and have the ball. Oh, you've got a free man. Exactly. And you've summed that up. You've summed that up. Perfect. 
And then you, you, better, you than, better than majority of coaches. Well, then you need supporting uh, players, don't you? Which, which all the great teams have. They have options on the ball. They have not just one pass, but two or three passes. So you got options, and they're forward passes as well. It ain't what, rocket science, is it? What football? the good it's teams simple. do, what the good teams do, is make handles and make runs off the ball. Absolutely. So that if you make it, if somebody's making a run off the ball and somebody's making an angle to show it, yep. got, they've got two options before you start. Hundred percent. Right. And then you can add a three op- a third option is, is that he could run with the ball if 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 if, if he's confident on the ball. But yeah. when you've got the best teams, that's what that's what they're all like. When you're when you're signing players, <coughs> especially at 50, 60 million pound, yeah. and when you've got the national team, what's worth 50, 60, 100 million pound, and they've got no identity in the game, then it's not the players. I keep trying to get this yeah. through to people. Yeah. The players play to order. Of course they do. They play to order. I look at Sheffield Wednesday, and I wrote on my wall uh, on Saturday morning, we're in the bottom three now. There's no way out for us. We've got to attack. But at the same time, we've got to be aware of when we haven't got the ball. Yeah. And we play some football on what well, Saturday, Sunday, whenever it was, um, which was brilliant for how we've been playing. Yeah. I'm not saying it's were brilliant as, as you see in Manchester City your Liverpool's and Liverpool playing at their peak you know but it were brilliant to what we've been used to yeah you know we've got to get out of this mentality of playing players I can rely on this playing playing players what I can rely on right has not got the national team nowhere nowhere and it has not got majority of teams nowhere you bad managers play players um, what they think they can rely on. Absolutely. Great managers play players what can win your games and that's the difference. 100%. That's the difference. 100%. I mean, how many people would have got rid of would have got rid of Eric Cantona for what he did at uh, Palace? How many managers? I think probably all of them. All of them apart from Fergie. Right. We got a we got a player, Decanio. Right. Yep. Not only would have we stopped up that year, yeah. Right, would have been at middle of the table team at least, because not only could he score goals, he can create goals. Absolutely. And what does Danny Wilson do? Gives him a free. Yeah. And that's the mentality of our standard of coaching. Mm. You know, there is no like I said, Sam Allardyce's team on Saturday. Was a joy to watch. Yeah. And as much as that has to do with some holidays, because obviously, it, it, I, I don't know, but I would imagine they said, "Look, well, we don't to lose now. Come on, let's let's get, let's give it to go." Mm. It's free. You know, and some of the football they played were terrific. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, I can see the setup, right? What's going to happen? We're going to play with two old midfield players, Phillips and Declan Rice for our first game of the season. Now, I'm not saying they're bad players. Mm. What I'm saying Same is man. they're not good enough to yep. win major trophies, tournaments. Yeah. That's what England's... For me, England's midfield will be... Henderson's been out largely for most of the season. I can't see him taking him. Phillips will go. I also believe that Jude Bellingham will go. And it wouldn't surprise me if, um, if Bellingham wasn't involved in the England team you've got Phillips Rice Bellingham them are his three important players two of which will it, per many two from them three will well, be the you holders know, you know Mount's and Mount play. yeah you Mount, see, Mount, Mount will be the other one guarantee you Mount's going to play that's, that's the three Rice is going to play yeah right Phillips now, Rice well, and Mount and I'm not saying Rice is a bad player neither am I but I won't have him in squad neither, no neither would I because I'm, I'm the three I would play, right? And then it would be it would go on training. Yeah. And then I put the obviously into a game. Yeah. The three I would go with Mount uh, Fodden and uh, Grealish, and Madison would be in that bunch. Yeah. And then you know even if Jack's not playing particularly well, and I, I won't be frightened to leave Jack out and put put Madison in or vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. I mean? Yeah. 100%, yeah. You know, but you've got to see in training, mm. you know. And not only that, it makes whoever in them three, four, 
Right, and I I, I like Belling, uh, Bellingham. I, I told you when I first saw him, he's yeah, only yeah. seventeen. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've got different opinions on him. I think he's a little bit better than a box-to-box player, and I think he'll get better. I think that's another thing about these lads going now to Germany. Yeah, people say they're going to Germany because they get a chance. I tell you why they're going to Germany because there's better coaching and then they get a better chance. Yeah, and that's why that's my opinion. Yeah, you know, but, but you're right. That's the way he's going to go. That's the way he's going to go. Whether we play plays uh, Bullingham, I'm not sure because he's still a young kid. Uh, yesterday, he played in Champions League. Mm. Southgate reminds me: majority of English managers will pick the people who they think they can rely on. Absolutely. And you know, I think he's. People say he doesn't know what his best squad is. He knows what his oh, squad does. 100%. is. Hundred percent. Not his best squad. He knows what his squad is. Yeah, he knows his team as well. Gareth Southgate has got his team. In goal will be Pickford. His yeah. right-back will be Walker. He'll yeah. have Maguire and Stones and, uh, and Chilwell. I think that's what his back four will be. I don't think Chilwell's good enough, mate. No, but I think that's what Gareth will go with. Yeah. I think his two old in midfield players would have been Henderson, but he'll have Phillips that comes in for Henderson if Henderson's not fit, alongside Declan Rice. We've just played We've just played two, uh, three World Cup games. Yeah. And that Sean Custer's Custis yep. is talking about, you know, how well they've, how well Rice has done. Do you know we played? I thought that was absolutely shocking too. So I thought you they know, bored the arse off me. But listen, the, all the three games were boring. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. And Poland could have beat Poland us. Their best players out of team. Oh, absolutely. If we'd have played a decent, you know, a decent Poland team. I mean, if that was the Poland team in '73, they'd have beaten England that night. Because I thought, yeah. I thought we were awful. And we played. I mean, we played San Marino in the first game. Chelmsley Town would give San Marino a game. That's how bad they are. Look at the look at the the two games. You can tell you can tell Poland would always be a difficult difficult game. You should beat Poland. Yeah, should do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but you know uh, the two other teams we played. Jesus, where you know you done heard of them twenty years ago. I don't even know where Moldova is. You know. I mean, it's it's ju- it just beggars belief. And then I think the front three will be Kane, uh, Sterling, and Rashford. No yeah. place for Jack. No place for Madison. I think at best one of the two will be in the squad, but it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't take either Madison have you put, or Green. Have you, did you, uh, uh, that, what were your midfield three? My midfield three. No, not your midfield three. What the what did you say the midfield three you'll pick? I, I I think that Gareth will pick Henderson if he was fit and he's not. So Phillips will come in for Henderson, Rice and Mount. That will be his midfield three that, for me. Right, and you tell me how Fodden can not go in that team. I I it beggars belief. How can Jack not go in that team? It beggars belief. How does Madison not get in that team? Uh, it beggars a, belief. Are we going to win a European Championship with that team? We can't. Playing that way. We're we not can't. going to create enough scope. No, we can't. We're not going to create enough chances. No. And then the same people that are eulogising about the likes of uh, Phillips and the likes of uh, Declan Rice will be say will be writing... England failed again with a lack of creativity. We can't, we can't match these foreign nationals oh, the way, for their I'm ability not, on the ball. Not blame Declan Rice because they they screamed. They, I'm no. not blame Phillips because they screamed to be. What they will blame is every Tom Dick and Harry. They'll blame Jack who's not played. Yeah, it it, it again. I guarantee you. It I, beggars belief, TC. Unless you play... We can't play him because we can't rely on him. Well, this is the thing. And if you don't play risk-takers... I mean, for me, Foden would be my team, Madison would be my team, and Jack would be my team, and I would build my England team around them. I would never, ever, ever, ever play a risk-taker. You know why? Go on. They're not good enough risk-takers. But you know Jack and you know Foden... Yeah. They see it, like De Bruyne. They see it. Yeah. This is the mentality of the English. They turn around and say, oh, he's a risk taker. Yeah. And if it gets cut out. Yeah. No. So when Jack plays it. Yeah. Nine and three quarter times it gets there. When Fodden plays it, nine and three quarter times it gets there. Yeah. And when Rice gets gets it, it's either too long mm. or it's given away. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So and in them tight games. Saying, yeah. We're going to say, he's a risk taker. He'll take the deck. No. 
They see it. Mm. Now, the problem is, if he does get cut out, it's because the defender yeah. has, read the, has read the ball mm. or read the danger. Risk takers win your tournaments. England don't win tournaments because we don't play players that take risks. Book we don't co- play great players. Of course we don't. don't. Absolutely, TC. Book Corner in association with myfootballbooks.com. Uh, first recommended book this week, Garincha by Roy Castro. And I have the book in my hand, The Triumph and Tragedy of Brazil's Forgotten Footballing Hero. Now, let me tell you, if Garincha was English, we wouldn't play Garincha neither. Garincha is one of the finest football players to grace a football pitch. It's a wonderful story of a wonderful life. Um, one of the most talented uh, footballers of the world. Oh, Garincha. Without, I mean... He was the first idol of Brazil. Yeah. Was Garincha. First idol. You've gone away right. a bit, TC. Before, before, sorry? You've gone away a bit. You were a bit distant there. Can you hear me now? Yep, yep. You're a bit better now. You seem to have that uh, that, that, that piece away from your uh, your mouth. Is that better? Yeah, you are a little bit better. Oh. Oh. So, the Garincha was a big one before Pelly. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, we... We'd have found a problem with Ryan Giggs if if he'd have, if he'd have played for England. Yeah. You know, in, in this, we'd have found a problem with George Best. I think we would find a problem with almost every football player that has flair, talent, and ability, because the the English would look at how are we going to fit him into our work, 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 work type of team. And uh, and that, that we actually have not found the formula to fit in flair players to our game. We failed with Hudson, we failed with Curry, we failed with Gaza, we failed with Oddle, we failed with Skulls. We failed to make these players the the building blocks of our team. Instead, we built blocks around average players. Well, first and foremost, when you when we look at when we look at people like Skulls and them. Right? Yeah. They look at it, you know, some we rely on them. Yeah. No saying, well, Skulls can't tackle. That's how they would look at that with Skulls. Yeah, they would do, yeah. yeah. They played him out wide. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, and then Skulls later on turns around and said, he moaned and groaned about that. And then he's, he turned around and said, you know, I didn't mind playing there sometimes. Yeah. You know, that, that's what disappoints me with it. Because why don't they tell truth? Because when they're, in a, when they're in a player's lounge and they'll turn around, no, sir. Give money, Jack. Got a clue what he's talking about. Mm. I got to you that. Yep. That's what they do. But we play yeah, as log skulls. Because they want to work on television and because they want to work in, yeah. in football, they'll not they'll not admit to it. No, absolutely. I mean, they all they all play the game to a certain degree, but it's a, a shame that we didn't give them the ball more often so they could play the game on the pitch. Uh, book number two, Aston Villa, the first 150 years by uh, by my pal Colin Abbott. A fantastic book. Uh, depicting the first 75 years, because there's two books, there's a volume one and a volume two. Colin's working hard on volume two now. But it is just a work of art, as is his Aston Villa, the 70s book. All the games that Aston Villa played in the 70s, all the uh, the attention to detail is frightening. And two books there, there uh, any Villa supporter should have in their library. I'm a Birmingham City supporter and I have many Aston Villa books in my library because I think the club oozes class and I just love football. And thirdly, Origin Stories by Chris Lee, uh, outside right blogger, page and podcaster. That book is coming out shortly, TC. Well, I mean, those books, what you just spoke about, you know, they're... Gavinci is one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. Villa is one of the biggest clubs in the country. Yeah. You know, so all these type of things, uh, what people, that's history we don't want to be forgetting. This, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that people are coming, you know, and doing these type of books uh, of these great clubs and these great players. Oh, look, I mean, there's just so many books and special mentions here for Andy Bolland's book. Um, 
fierce genius, Cruyff's year at Feyenoord, which is going to be a fantastic read. And I didn't realise it leads us nicely into Game of My Life, which is another podcast I do when I talk to former players about games of their lives throughout their career. And tomorrow night, I'm going to be talking to Paul Miller about the UEFA Cup final of 1984. And in the Whoa. earlier... Sorry? Was that Tottenham or Wolves? That Tottenham, Tottenham was Wolves, was 1972, wasn't it? 72, yeah. But this was uh, 1984. It was a few years later. 12 years out. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. Anderlecht uh, versus yes, yes, that's the one, Tottenham yeah. and Spurs won. Um, when Tony Park saved the uh, penalty from Ida Good Johnson's dad, who incidentally, right. those two, Ida and his dad, were the only father and son combination that played together at international level. Although, strictly speaking, they didn't play on the same pitch in the same game, but Ida did come on for his dad in a game against Estonia. So, I think very, very, you see that, you know, the, the father and son. Yeah. He must have had him as a young age. He was, he was 17 when he had Ida, because he was 34 when he, when he played in that game. And Ida uh, come on as a 17-year-old kid. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, I uh, mean, he's been able to see his dad play, hasn't he? You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And while we're still talking of uh, of Anderlecht, in the Time Vault, in conjunction with uh, footballmastersmagazine.com, Paul Van Himst. Are you familiar with Mr Van Himst? No, no, I I wasn't until I was listening to a wonderful uh, podcast with Gary Thacker and the boys of of uh, these football times, and they were talking about Anderlecht. Paul Van Himst was Anderlecht's manager in the nineteen eighty four UEFA Cup final. He was born on the second of October nineteen forty three, which makes him seventy seven. He went to Anderlecht as a kid. Uh, in the youth team from 51 to 59. He then stepped up, signed his pro contract in 59 to 75, playing 457 league goals, scoring 330... Sorry, th- 457 games, scoring 233 goals. He moved then in 75, had a season at Mullenbeek, and then moved to a team that I really cannot even pronounce and played for Belgium between 1960 and 74. And they were very unlucky in the qualifications for the 74 World Cup because they had a vital goal disallowed. Had it stood, Belgium would have gone through and the total football in that World Cup may well have been played by Belgium and not Holland. Fine margins. Well, I mean, Belgium were a decent... um... Settled absolutely you know, the national team and and uh, Anderlecht in them. I mean, I remember Anderlecht going to the uh, European Cup final when Kenny Dalglish scored that only goal at Wembley. That was Bruges, Bruges, yeah, Bruges, yeah, yeah 78. Yeah, yeah, uh, but what I meant was it was a Belgian team, sorry, yes, uh, absolutely. I, yeah, I got Anderlecht in my head then, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the Belgians had had, uh, had some decent players and some decent teams qualifying for these competitions. The very way you see them now, do you? Really? They're, they're, in, um, they're in that you you Europa League type of thing majority of the time now. But the, like you say, but we I mean we now nowadays we see um all foreign Euro, uh, European players and South American players. In my day, yeah we only saw them when they really got deep into these competitions. Absolutely, yeah. Hundred percent. So that's why some I remember, some you know I find uh, difficult to remember them. Yeah, absolutely. But but again, it's fine margins, and because there wasn't the telly, um, the games broadcast like like they are now. I mean, I'm I'm watching. Uh, whilst we're talking here, of course, Bayern Munich one, Paris yeah. Saint Germain two. Ordinarily, we'd well, be watching a, an English team, but you're not going to not watch Bayern Munich against Paris Saint Germain. Well, I'm not watching it because I'm sat in here, but I, I watched the first <laughs> up to you phone me up at eight thirty. I've come out of the room because Josh got the uh, sound on. Yeah. You know? So I come out of there, out of the room to come into the kitchen. Um, and it was two 0 when obviously when I uh, when I came in here. Now it's two one, like you said. 
But um, what a game to be watching. I mean, I was talking with Simon Stamod on my on my wall, and he's he's a massive lover of Bayern Munich. And I said yeah. to him, "Don't underestimate Paris Saint Germain." Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, what bit I saw of it, the first half hour of it, you know, I thought, no, you should stop the first goal. Don't get me wrong, but they look dangerous. And when you've got players like Neymar and Mbappe in your team, you know you're capable of getting goals. Absolutely, and, and Simon's a big fan, isn't he, uh, of, of Neymar, and uh, had yeah. a time in, uh, but in he, France. He didn't think he didn't think Paris Saint Germain could beat Bayern Munich, but you're right. I think I think Neymar's one of Simon's great uh, favourite players. And by, by the way, rightly so. Oh, absolutely. But again, you're looking at Neymar, and I was saying this to Tom. If he was playing in England, they, they wouldn't pick him. They say he don't work hard enough, Neymar. Well, they call him a showboat. Exactly. Yeah. But but again. Great teams and, and the coverage of football is fantastic these days. Had it have been like that back in the 70s, these players that played in Belgium and in Holland and, you know, the, the, the Dutch, great Dutch team of the 70s, they would all be household names. I know they are with us because they got to World Cups, but had they not have qualified for the World Cup, then we wouldn't have seen them because we didn't have the sports coverage or the football coverage like we do today. Sports the, night was our staple, wasn't it, of European yeah. nights? The, the difference is, even though they didn't win the World Cup, yeah, what they did do, they won European Cups. Yeah. And Ballon d'Ors and that yeah, 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 yeah. So, and because they played that bland of football that a lot of fans like, They've never been forgotten. No, absolutely. And that's the difference. Yeah. That's the difference. Usually, I mean, Greece has won uh, a European Championship, but I, I bet if you ask people, how many, uh, can you name me uh, an outsider what's won uh, a European Championship? I bet nobody would mention Greece. No, they wouldn't. And I, and I think, um, didn't Denmark win it the one year that they didn't qualify? Well, they didn't qualify. They were on, yeah. beach. They were, they were on a beach. They were on a beach. And yeah. they... Uh, I think somebody got disqualified or kicked out at tournament. I think what happened, the tanks were on the beach in Yugoslavia as well at the same time. Oh, is that what it was? I, I think was, so, yeah. yeah there, there was something there that, that, that you, I'm not saying that were right. Uh, you may be right. You are right because that's what it was, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Yugoslavia didn't qualify because of the, the war broke out or something. And again, um, what great teams Yugoslavia have had in the past with... Red Star, uh, Red Star Belgrade and Partizan Belgrade and the Yugoslavian national teams. But when you look at them now, yeah. compared, I mean, they technically they always, always had great players. Yeah. And the, the Yugoslavs were great to watch. The yeah. national team, weren't they? You know, yeah, they were. So it's it's amazing. It's amazing. So, but I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, foreign clubs now, small countries have come up because they've been coached by good quality the French, the Brazilians, the Argentinians, where we've fallen behind a lot of them. We I mean we we always qualify, but we qualify because who do we play in these in these tournaments? Yeah. They want England, they want these teams to get there because the money they can generate with the fans. Hundred percent so you say. For these big tournaments. So, you know, it's it I, Sometimes it makes you think about football. It's got me thinking about it anyway. It certainly does. It gets us thinking and it gets us talking and it gets us writing as well. And the nice thing about these days is that we do have social media and we can put our points across. Our social media is to put your points across to us. is at Current View on Twitter, The Current View on Facebook. There's a page and a group. And on Instagram, The Current View. EFL update, TC. It's really heating up now. Uh, probably not so much at the top because Norwich are sitting at the top of the tree. Uh, are the Canaries. 40 games, 87 points. Followed by Watford, 40, 79. So both of those have got six games left. And if Norwich win probably another two, they'll um, they'll be automatically up. They're 17 mm. points clear of but it Brentford. Looks, it looks like now that uh, Norwich and Watford oh, 100%. Are, going to be the, are going to be the automatic. But the, the surprise one is Brentford again, have they fallen away? I know. 
I mean, again, a nil-nil draw against Birmingham last night. Thomas Frank wasn't very happy with the way Birmingham set up. But you know what? That's what Birmingham do. They're a very, very boring outfit. They're not very good on the ball. The so only they make themselves difficult off it. The only time I don't mind that type of thing, like, you know, the fourth bottom. Yeah. But look at the scenario they're in. Yep. It's another point gained. Yeah, so Sheffield Wednesday have to keep winning all their games. Yeah. You know, so they're not, they can't expect Birmingham to come and play a counter-attacking football when, they, when they're fighting for points. Well, absolutely, and they're, and they're so just not good enough this, to play this that. this time of the season, I can understand teams doing it. I really can. Yeah, absolutely. But again, it's down to Brentford to break Birmingham down. And yes. They had a wobble last season and do look as though they're having... Again, a similar wobble this season. In fourth place, directly behind Brentford, a Swansea, 39 points and a point behind them. Again, they have. It's the silly season, isn't it, where teams play with a lot of fear. There's a lot to lose. Uh, there's an awful lot to game, but there's I a lot to lose. I thought they were shocking against you lot. I, I, I know. I thought they were absolutely awful. I watched Swansea and thought, do you know what? I'm going to just sit back and watch them play their football, get the ball on the deck. And, and a lot, it, no, I know. You, and you, you're just looking. You th- and it can only be down to that the, they must feel under pressure. And yeah. Birmingham haven't, well, I mean, you say Birmingham ain't got a lot to lose, but Birmingham are fourth bottom. So Birmingham yeah. have got a lot of pressure on them as well. Uh, Barnsley in fifth place. Go on, TC. Well, I've got to say, if I'm honest, two games I've seen Birmingham recently, mm. you know, I think they've done reasonably well. I don't think Birmingham no, are going to get relegated. But I think they've done reasonably well. I thought I thought they, t- they took the game to to, to to Swansea. Who was the other one? So uh, Birmingham played against Watford and, and got beat three 0 at uh, Vicarage Road. They no, um, it wasn't that one. It was another one at home. But anyway, for me, under Boyer, whether it's a new manager comes in and everybody's trained, you know, and they're coming to end of the season. Can I get a? Can I get another year? Can I get another two years? You know what I mean? Yeah. It might. It might be that factor what's uh, helped him out, but he, he he may have come right, just turned right for him by sacking, because you weren't over keen at Karanka, were you? No, I, th- I thought I thought Karanka were, was awful. I thought that his philosophy of football. I uh, thought it was shocking at Forreston. Yeah, and 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 I think that the the way it is, I think when when you get teams that clearly with Birmingham there's a lack of leadership and a, and a lack of understanding of what they've got to do they need it they, they need clear signals almost like from idiot boards and I think with with with, 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 Lee, with Lee Bowyer Lee Bowyer he keeps it simple and he, he he puts it in layman's terms what he wants them to do and I think the boys have responded to Lee Bowyer yeah. where they just looked at Karanka and thought what is this claim going on about? It reflected in the performance and the results. When you get players uh, not happy with the manager, I've realised one thing. You know, they do lose the dressing room. Oh, that's what anybody said they do. Absolutely. They lose the dressing room. Oh, I think and I'm not saying definitely. they're a good team, but they look different under Boyer. You know. Yeah, I, ju- I just think they look... It's they like look... Chelsea under... Um, yeah. Lampard and... Uh, Thomas Circle. Yeah. By the way, how was that game win? Do you know? I don't know because I've um, I've just got Bayern Munich on and it looks as though Paris Saint-Germain... Oh, good save by the goalie. Uh, Mbappe on his own, one-on-one with the keeper. You'd think he's going to put this game to bed. bed. And, uh, and he doesn't. Even the greatest players on the planet miss chances. Or, you know, the goalkeeper makes himself big. And uh, comes off with a great save. The one thing about all players, they do miss chances. But the one thing about the great players, they don't worry about the chances they miss. Nah, of course you don't. The ball will come to him in a couple of minutes' time. And it doesn't seem to affect them. Whether they, I mean, they may miss one, but they don't miss three like some of them do. Oh, absolutely. And too, that's so. the difference with the great players. No, absolutely. They've got a confidence. Yeah, of course it is. Sublime ability and 
and unbelievable confidence. In fifth place are Barnsley on uh, 40 games, 68 points. Reading, 40 games, 66. And Bournemouth, 39 games, 65. So what it's really eating up, isn't it? Again, you know, the manager comes in, he just changes one or two things, adds a little bit of confidence to the players, gives them that belief, and, and they... You know, responding. Football ain't rocket They science. had to go to Brentford last year. Yeah, I know. To stay up. I know. It's incredible, isn't it? They're in the top six now this year. I know. This season. I, I, I will say this with the championship. <clears throat> you can almost, like... Do you remember the, 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 in the shoot magazine you used yeah. to have the tables? You could just throw them on the floor and pick them up in no order. And that's just how they could finish in the championship any season. Yeah. I agree with you there, you know... When one team seems to get on their own line, you know, it, it's all a much of a muchness, isn't it? Because oh, the majority yeah. of them play the same way. Yeah, yeah. But there's never no really great consistency. No, you Whereas, you... whereas Norwich, playing that football, what they play, yeah. they've dominated it, that league, when they've been in it. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think there are, you know, Leeds did the same when, when they were, uh, when they got promoted last season, of course. They, they looked at, you know, a, a cut above everything else. Yeah. And, and we have seen, you know, Villa when they went on that amazing 10, uh, 10 match uh, win uh, run that that uh, when Jack Grealish come back after the injury and played against Derby County. But, um, you know, by and large, I think they're very much of a muchness, the sides. And, and I think there's a real lack of quality when I watch championship games. But uh, Bayern Munich have just equalised. Equalised, yeah, I was going to say yeah, two, two. Two. Um, yeah, so... Uh, and, and, and Bournemouth has said there's just a couple of points between, yeah. you know, those... Well, they've, had, they, 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 they've turned the corner a little yeah, bit, they? Yeah, they have, yeah. I mean, Woodgate struggled at Middlesbrough. Yeah. He's come to Bournemouth and looks, you know... We turn them round. It's it's weird, isn't it? But he, again, it's like a player. A player can have a good time at a club, go to another yeah. club, and don't hit the ground running. Great Wood, point. Yeah. Woodgate's come in, and it, <clears throat> you know, you 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 could argue as well. At Bournemouth, he's got far better players to work with than he had at Middlesbrough. Yes, yes. But regardless of what anybody says, I mean, I talk about football. Without without good players, you've no chance. No, absolutely. So, we, you know, and good luck to him because I think, you know, it's as you've always said, it's good to see the good young English coaches succeeding. And, uh, you know, I used to watch him after the game, the interviews, Middlesbrough and some of the dopey questions that were levelled at him. And you just felt for Jonathan Woodgate. And, and I think it's great that he's uh, in a winning position now. And, uh, and, and, and I like everything about the kid. You know, they don't yeah, do play like good football. And all, you know, uh, and I, you know, I'm glad he got, I'm glad he got the chance uh, at Middlesbrough. But you, you were right. It, it's, it's been on a decline now for three or four seasons, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, yeah. And when a club gets into that, it was all comes in. Yeah, I, I, it's not I, easy. No, it isn't. And, and I think the, the, the chairman at, at Middlesbrough is... Um, is probably one of the best chairmen in the football league, and and again you've got to feel for, uh, for for Gibson, haven't you? Because he's put a lot of his his personal fortune into Middlesbrough. It hasn't quite worked in the in 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 the longevity of his uh, tenureship at, at Middlesbrough because he has had some relative success there at Borough. But you just feel for chairmen like that that you would you'd like to think it could carry on. There's a lot of people uh, like Warnock, right? And I, I think I can see why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but yeah. for me, when he appointed Warnock, I'm yeah. thinking to myself, what is he thinking about here? Absolutely, yeah. You know, mm. you know that's not going to take you forward. No. But that's I'll, all he's going to do. I know. He's wanting to pay off yeah. for getting you promoted or keeping you up. Yeah. But, but so, I, for me, I found that bloody weird, weird oh. point because... That only puts you back in in, in long run. I, I agree that because every team he's getting yeah. up, he's faced back down. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, for me, if I was Gibson's advisor, I would have said, look, keep with Woodgate, give him time. He needs time. The team isn't good enough. Um, he needs to build and bring his own players in, and and you are just going to have to 
back him and be patient. But, yeah. you know what it's like, they do want to get back into the Premier League, <clears throat> especially when they've tasted it. And yeah. they, they look at someone that's tried and trusted and he's done it before, he's got teams promoted. But I just think it's, it's not with McCarthy. I think it's a backward, it's a backward step for oh. me. Get a good young coach with ideas, back him and give him time. The all were going mad, Sheffield Wednesday fans want Nigel Pearson or Mick McCarthy, and I thought to myself, yeah. you know, and that would have been another backward step. Absolutely, it, yeah. You know, it's proving right because, you know, Pearson won his first game. Yep. Pearson. And um, McCarthy won two or three on top, one on top. Yeah, they had then, a good run. Mm. And then what's happened? It, they revert to type, don't they? And, and yeah. you know, you watch their teams and you think, you know what, pretty boring. I wouldn't be uh, turning up to, uh, to to watch them with 20 quid. But, you know, it is what it is. And that's what some of these chairmen want to do and the route that they want to go down. I can hear the vacuum firing yeah. up TC. I thought I could hear it. Yeah, as we're speaking. So it only means one thing, our football forecast. You beat me again last week. You're 9-5 in front, TC. So How many? 9-5 now. You're sorry, sorry. What, say that again. It was not uh, 9-5, <laughs> TC. N-I-N-E, <laughs> like on the old teleprinter on Grandstand. 9-5 to TC. So <laughs> you once again pick the music. So you've got about three or four minutes to think about a record if you've not already thought about it. First game on our uh, list, uh, Magnificent Seven this week, is Liverpool versus Aston Villa. How do you see this one going, TC? Villa 1-0. Really? Mm. Right, I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. I think Liverpool are struggling. You're absolutely right. And Villa, I still don't think they're going to have Jack in the team. I think he's still going to be struggling for this week. I don't know what's gone on there or what's going on there. I was going to ask you, this has been seven, eight weeks now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a bit concerning, really. Um, Not just for Villa, because I'm not a Villa fan. I do like to watch Jack Grealish. He's he's my favourite player. Um, as I do like to watch the likes of Phil Foden and Kevin De Bruyne and great players. And I think that when the great players aren't playing, it, the, the game isn't as enjoyable. So hurry up, Jack, because we need you for our magic moments. Um, yeah, we do. Bristol City versus uh, Nottingham Forest, TC. Forest uh, 2-0. Right, Forest 2-0, Yeah, I'm going to go 1-0, uh, Forest. I think Bristol City are awful. I've backed them a few oh. times and let me down. <clears throat> Derby County versus Norwich. I can only see this one going one way. 1-1 one, one for me, Matt. Really? OK. Yeah. I'm going to go Derby 1, Norwich 3. Uh, Huddersfield versus Rotherham. Oh, I know. <coughs> Clear me Huddersfield were awful. Yeah. They, Norwich. they weren't that good, were they? Rather were even worse against Wickham. Mm. I'm going to go for a nil, a boring nil-nil. Yeah, and um, giving both teams a map to where the goals are before the game kicks off. I'm going to go. I'm going to go one-nil to Huddersfield. I think they're oh, blimey three-two to uh, Paris Saint-Germain. What did we say about Mbappe? He, he won't let his head go down because he's missed a chance. He will have another chance and he'll put it away. And that's exactly what's happened because that's what great players do. QPR versus your boys, Sheffield Wednesday. Who, who's playing Sheffield Wednesday, you say? Uh, QPR versus Sheffield Wednesday. It's, it's Loftus Road, this one. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Wednesday. I was very impressed with him. Very impressed with him. Mm. QPR is safe. I think they'll, they'll want to have a look at one or two young kids. So this is the time, you know, uh, the the cotton at the right time for me, Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, I'm going to go for a draw there. Uh, 1-1 uh, draw. Uh, penultimate game, West Bromwich Albion, if they turn up and play like they did against Chelsea, Southampton have got something to worry themselves about. Southampton. What score? 1-0. I'm going to go for a shock. Go on. I'm going to go West Brom 2-1. I don't think the great escapes are, and I think they've left themselves far too much to do. But I think they could do Southampton uh, this weekend. And finally, Brighton versus one of your old teams, Everton. Well, the thing is with Everton, I mean, it won everything as Ancelotti, but it's typically Italian. One mm. minute, you know, uh, they're only interested in getting, winning 1-0. So I'm going to go, is it at Brighton? Yeah, it's at Brighton. 
I'm going to go for a, a 1 0 uh, Brighton. Right, 1 0 Brighton, and I've gone 1 1. So, TC, can I thank you for your time? Love to you and yours, and thank you, everybody for listening to this week's podcast The Current View with the Idler Bills but Mr Terry Curran what are we going out with sir? Yeah, well first and foremost thank you uh, love to you and yours and thanks every, thank everyone for listening I hope both our well I'm sorry Gabby I'm going to say I hope <laughs> Birmingham don't do particularly well and I don't take that the wrong way I because I, I want Wednesday to go uh, keep up and you want Birmingham to keep up so one of us is going to be sad I'm going to go out with the Main Street by Bob Seeger. Right, okay then, TC. So, have a good weekend. And to you, Look mate. forward to it next week. We probably will be both singing the blues after this weekend, mate. One of us will be. <laughs> Tell on. Tell on. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I remember standing on a corner at midnight Trying to get my courage up There was this long, lovely dancing little club downtown Love to watch her do her stuff Through the long, lonely nights She filled my sleep Body softly swaying to that smoky beat Down on Main Street Down on Main Street In the pool halls, the hustlers and the losers